What's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to an episode here of the podcast version of Palangi Studio of Rock, only on Radio Wigwam. If you want to hear the live versions, make sure you tune in every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 UK. Welcome to the show, a brand new band hitting the scene on tour with Power Man 5000, Allborn. Let's have a chat and uh, let's learn some more about them. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode here of Palangi Studio of Rock, only on Radio Wigwam. Today we got Justin, guitarist extraordinaire, a new band from Illinois. Is it Allborn or Allborn? I have an accent. Okay, because I have an accent, so I'm like, I'm going to screw that up. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on today? Shout shout out to our supporter here, too, uh, Envious Music Magazine. If you guys are looking for any reviews and that kind of stuff, Peter definitely could help you guys out with anything in that area. So what's the weather like where you are? Today's not bad, man. I think it was uh, 50s. So that's 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 good for right now. Uh, two days ago, we got like four inches of snow. So oh, okay. like most of that has melted. So it's been good. Our tour ended in Texas, and it was fifty down there when we were there, and I was pissed about it. Wow! I'm like I, I, I was I was told it was going to be like eighty, and everybody's like, I know we did too. Texas winter down there. Yeah, not <laughs> as good as they made it sound like. It was definitely overhyped. <laughs> so you guys were on tour with Power Man Five Thousand. So you just got off mm-hmm. tour with them. Yep, yep, just uh, a couple days ago. What was that like? Tell, tell me about that. It was good. I mean, uh, that was that was our first like real full-blown national tour, you know? So mm-hmm. we were going in with extremely cold feet and no expectations. And I mean, had our fingers crossed the whole time and it all went super smooth. You know, I mean, we uh, there was a transportation issue on their end, but it wasn't our end, which was like, I couldn't believe, you know, because <laughs> we got a band, a trailer. I'm like, I'm just waiting for this thing to grenade, you know? Yeah. Did, but the, the shows were awesome. The turnouts were awesome. It was a really, really successful uh, first little run there. I I seen that on their social media and I go, oh, geez, I go, you guys are probably going to be stuck somewhere waiting for the next gig or something. I don't know. What do they hey. do in that case? They sat at a gas station in Iowa for the better part of four or five days they told me and their their tour bus had broke down like getting gas so they were taking up a pump wow and another pump and like all they had like um that part of iowa that they were in there is nothing around like not not even a subway within an hour i mean that is like the (laughs) only place so they were all stranded and then uh the venue that they were supposed to play at the next three shows got canceled and the four, there, then there was only two left. I don't think they were going to do it. And the owner of the venue in Texas, we had two Texas shows. He goes, I'll come there and get you. Like, I need this wow. show to happen. Yeah, so he yeah. drove from Texas to Iowa, right back down to Texas, man. Unreal. Man. Jeez. Um, what's it, so did you guys, uh, so you guys lost a couple shows with that, with that too. Is it, um, do you make that up like next time they're going on tour, do you think, or? I'm not sure if it's going to be like with those guys or with um, like the management that set that tour up, you know, yeah. it's kind of up in the air, but like we did a, we did a pop-up show, the first show that got canceled because it was really close to our hometown. Yeah. So that one, that one worked out, but yeah, I'm not sure how the rescheduling will work, but hopefully it works in our favor to some extent. I'd love it to be with them guys, man. Them are good people. 
Like that whole that whole team was the friendliest. Like they just made the, our first experience doing that like effortless. You know? Yeah, yeah. It was cool. I had uh, opened up for them three times through I think three different years, and the same thing. They were all they're all great. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. They are. Let me tell you, Power Man is the loudest indoor band I have ever heard, and it's like listening to the CD. Oh they, yeah, they're like this. I don't know who their sound is, but they got the sound dialed. What what impressed me too a lot was like, uh, you know, they have samples running in the background. Yes, it's like it's barely there. I mean, everything you hear is those guys doing it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's and it's ass kicking riffs, just that boom. Psh, you know, I mean, it, it, it was enjoyable every night. You know, I figured it was going to be, I was going to get sick of hearing it after the first week or something. And I did, man, every show it just I gets was better right every there. time. It does, dude. It really does. <laughs> it was awesome, man. It's like, it's like a metal indoor, like dance club. Cause you know, some of yeah. their stuff is danceable, you know, that sort oh, of yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's, it's just like, like, like funk type feel to it, you know? Yeah. And like, a, like you said, like that club type, but then it's all derived around a kick-ass distortion, you know, and like a four to the floor drum beat just slamming, you know. Yep. Yeah, yep. they're they're, they're kick-ass, man. Um, who's your management? Uh, we're with uh, Three Years Inc. Okay. So uh, they they're they're with Pavement. We're working with Pavement for that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I get all the leads from your from your PR person. She's she's great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's awesome. Um. Mm-hmm. So you said so. This is this was more of your first bigger tour with with an artist. You're saying long longer yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. We'd done like uh, obviously plenty of weekend warrior type shit, and then um, oh, yeah, we'd done uh, probably a week at a time. But this was like, I think total it was three weeks. But it was like it was supposed to be twelve shows in thirteen days. You know, like that's that's a I, lot. I, I was. I didn't even know like what to prepare, like how to prepare, like vocal wise, you know, sleep. But, yeah. <laughs> I did a lot of that. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, it worked out. I couldn't believe it. What, uh, you opened up some other artists too. You want to give them a shout out? I seen on your website. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We did some runs with, uh, seven dust. We did, uh, a run with plush. Um, we opened for shine down. We did a battle of the bands a few years back. And they were playing at our hometown fair. And I think it was, I don't know what they said, 17,000 people or something, but it was just yeah. us and shine down. That was a pretty cool show. Nice. But, uh, what yeah, do you think man, of those band all, competitions? They're all, they're, all, they're all rigged. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I hate every bit of it. Even the one that we won, I feel like somehow it was rigged. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just no way, yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I hate them. There's like uh we, we, the, we, we've done, I think we've done four of them and we've won two. And the last one we didn't want to do, that was the one that we won the opening for Shinedown, but we got voted into it online. Oh, okay. And then they so asked had us to if we it. wanted to be it, more or less. Yeah. And yeah. then when we played, it was just like this wave of people for us. And I'm like, I, I, I didn't, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I didn't, I didn't expect this, you know? How like, many we people were in that contest, do you know? Uh, 10, 10 bands, I think. Okay, yeah, that's a good amount. Yeah. And they were all good, man. That was the worst part. Like, I, I, I would have gladly just been into the crowd the whole time and just watched, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
That's what you say too. Is that people think uh, you do these competitions? They don't even give us free tickets to see the show. You right. know what I mean? When and yeah, a lot yeah. of times we have to sell tickets to to quote unquote win these shows, and it's like at least give us if we lose, at least give us access to see the show. Right, right. You know, and honestly, I don't know how you would ever pull off a true, genuine battle of the bands without some kind of insider uh, leaning one way versus the other. You know, I, I just, yeah, I, it's yeah. so much easier said than done that. I just, I don't know how you could pull that off. I definitely don't agree with most tickets. And I, I always say at least have two or three judges there or just somebody, you know, that right. are not related to the bands, not like the guy's cousin or uncle or I did a fair once and her uncle was the main judge and she won. You know, it's always oh. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and that's the problem when it, when you're doing it in an area this big, you know, yep. a real small area, like, is there a radio station attached to this? Okay. Well, who's on the radio station? You know, yep. is there, is there a big uh, promoter in the area? Okay. Well, what bands work with that promoter? You know, I mean, you can chase any of that shit down as far as you want to. And, Usually somewhere there's some ties connected, you know, and yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you would avoid that, but it would, I would, I would definitely like to see a, ba- a genuine battle of the band, you know? Yeah. Every musician out there knows and has been through all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, oh. even like, even if you go into it, knowing you're going to lose, like the first one we did, you know, we, we didn't win and we didn't deserve to win, but that was a cool stepping stone, you know, and we did get to meet a bunch of other bands there. Yeah. But, but even the winner of that one, I, you know, we, like we knew we weren't going to win and that was fine. But the person that won it, we're like, really dude, you know, yeah. I mean, who yeah. do you know? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I know. I know the feeling. One time we did one, they only gave us 50 tickets. I thought, so every band's got 50 tickets, right? Somehow this band sold 70. Okay. There was no, you couldn't buy them at the door either. It was just like, they gave you those tickets and that's what you did. And I'm like, I almost want to see the tickets too. I'm like, how did this happen? Did another band give them 20 tickets for them to win? <laughs> did they, did they use those tickets to vote? Yeah. Every ticket was, uh, basically a yeah, vote. So then they got an extra 20. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. honestly I go, I don't know how that happened. We all got 50 tickets. We sold them all, and I go, why did they have seventy? Nobody, I never got an answer. Yeah, my guitarist, um, he was pissed. He was pissed, and he he didn't really. I don't know. He didn't. I'm not going to name the band. He didn't like the band. He ran over their CD with his car. <laughs> I go, dude, that's that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, what the hell? I get it. You know, there's a lot of excitement around it. And if it gets totally demolished right in front of you, you know, I, I, I totally get it. Yeah. You'd be like, see this right here. Yeah. <laughs> the Terminator where she presses the button, you're terminated. Yeah. yeah. At least they didn't try to fold it because half the time they won't even break. And then you just look like an asshole trying to smash the CD in half. Yep. He just, he opened <laughs> the thing and it went over right at, right with the tire. Yeah. And it was their vehicle that ran it over. No shit. Yeah. Yep. See, that was thought out. That was a good one. Yep. Well, you know, something you ever did one where they show up, a band shows up in like a limo with all their fans, and you're like, and and they live like three hours away, mm. and it's like that's that's fine, but how do how did they? Yeah, I don't know. How did they get more tickets? Right. <laughs> it's just like, oh man, 
But you yeah, guys, though, from the get-go. I was going to segue into, um, you know, music videos and stuff. You guys got a couple music videos and you got a new EP out, Push, right, right now? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you've had a couple songs out before then. What's it? What's it like for you making a music video? Do you guys like hire somebody, or do you, and and he plans it all out, or you guys have everything planned out yourself, and you're like, we just this is what we envision. We've had it's it's been a very confusing like um, process thus far, and I think we're finally like all planted on our feet, knowing what we want here on out. Yeah, everything so far we've definitely hired a person but we tried to come up with a concept and the problem with us coming up with concepts is none of us really give a shit about being on camera you know i especially like i know that's not the way a front man should be but i don't want to be seen like i I don't care you know so i mean we did a couple of like every video we've done up to push i feel like was just a giant learning curve you know and that's okay that's part of the gig but like we would try to do a concept and then you know we loved it. And then we can't stand watching it now, you know, and then we would just do a standard playthrough one. And yeah. at the time we loved it. And now we watch it. We're like, that is the most boring thing on earth, you know? So, I mean, it's, yeah, you're like, oh man, I need some story in that. But yeah, there's at the time a, you figure it's, it's easier. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just, you want to do something a little quicker. Yeah. And too. I mean, you know, now, now we're like, we've completely uh, put ourselves first as far as like, the expression of the video and even the music. Mm-hmm. And that has like monumentally changed the direction of like how we create everything. So like we have a, we got a, we're working on a music video for uh, one of the lighter songs off the CP. And it's like, it's all animated. And, oh, it, okay. and it's, 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 it's like, it's like six months in the making and it still ain't done, but it's like, it's getting there, you know? And like, yeah. there's just, en- there's just enough there to know it's going to be one of the coolest things we all think we've ever done, you know? Yeah. But yep. so, so now that, yeah, the direction is, is way different now. And I, I would like to do a video for the other two on the EP too. I just, it's like one of the things, man, it just comes to you. Like if you get an idea, it'll just, it'll make its way into your brain somehow. You know, you try to force something, it just doesn't work. That's why like, if you need a video, well then just play it, you know, and do a playthrough or whatever. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And sometimes that's all you need. You know what I mean? To, because they always say, gotta have a, you know, a vision or an image with the song to sell it and all that kind of stuff. And, right. you know, you know, back in the day, you could get your songs sent to like MTV and stuff. And even like these, these, there was like indie versions of MTV. It was still MTV, but some indie versions, they would play uh-huh. the songs. And if it do well, then eventually maybe it would work up the chain. Nowadays to me, you do a video. What's the good. If we just upload it to our Facebook and our YouTube, it, it's, it doesn't, it's not out there. Nobody's yeah. seeing it. Like they used to like, when you wake up in the morning before you go to work or something, like I used to put on music videos oh, on, yeah. on yeah. TV and you would see that and then be like, oh, I seen that like six times this week. You remember right. the band, you remember the song. Uh, I think, you- I mean, I was, I definitely felt the same thing as that, but like, uh, I think the biggest, like I, I, I got, I just wanted to hang on to that integrity. Like I want music videos to be good, you know? Yeah. And, Obviously, a budget has played a big part into why they haven't been as extraordinary as I wanted them to be. But like now we're finally, you know, like with that animated video, 
thing I was saying, like, we're finally getting to a point to where we're like, we don't care. We're going to do whatever it takes to do what we want. Uh, Billie Eilish put like described how she goes about all of her music videos and why she goes about them so hardcore. And that like, it made the most sense. It's like, I, this is more or less for me, you know, but it makes the song what it's supposed to be. If you didn't yeah. get it, you know, like, it's just, it's an, it's like, it's almost like making another song on top of that song. You know what I mean? Like it does the same, it, it, you yeah. get the same uh, reaction out of a song. You've even, if you've heard the song before, but then you see the video, it's like, it's new again, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I never thought about that. It's like kind of like making another song because you could write it and it could be about say death or something. And then you make the music video and you're like, well, it's really about life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. And yeah, people dig it. They get it. Uh, it's almost like, um, well, I associate Hoobastank the reason because I, I had watched that I don't know how many times on TV. Mm. And I associate more of the story with it. Every time I hear the song, I actually think of the music video. Yeah. Right. So it's the right. opposite. You know, and that, that can happen too. Nowadays, I don't know as much, but, you know, you, it's possible, I guess, you know. Yeah, I mean, like it's 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 definitely harder. That that part is very obvious. Like it's harder to get a video seen. But at the same time, man, there's 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 plenty on YouTube that are a couple months old that got millions and millions and millions of views. So they're they're getting watched somewhere, you know. Yeah. Somebody somebody's watching the shit out of it. I yeah, we I mean, we on the show here we go into a little bit of gear and all that stuff, but um it's the promotion end. Let me just say that is who's yeah. promoting those videos. How much money do they have to promote it? Honestly, video, it's not going to promote itself. And that's, that's the, the crappy part of everything is, you know, we put our music out there and stuff. And unless you have a budget to promote it, it's only going to go, you know, sometimes so far with who, who we know. And right. it, it's, that's why when you see those videos and you're like, well, it's only been on a month and it's got a million views. They probably had a budget of who knows, 10 grand or whatever to, to get it that high. Yeah. And it's, and it's tough. Cause we, you know, we're all starving artists, you know? Yeah. I don't it's, have that. Yeah, I don't have that money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so it's very discouraging. I just, I try to, I try to tell myself that it's not the case. You know, I look at like, I'll see a, a new Bieber song on YouTube or oh. the music video. And it, it's got millions within the first day. And I'm like, see, you can still do it the old school way, which is like the dumbest, the <laughs> dumbest person to think of that for, you know? Yeah. Well, if you have the built-in subscriber count of, you know, a billion people, definitely. Well, yeah. You know, that, that helps too. But, um, uh, all the money, all the money it takes to get even there, you know, yeah. all the money it gets to get to a point to where you wouldn't have to spend, even though at that point, you know, there's plenty of money going into it. That's true. Yep. Um, what I was going to say is I noticed the, the music videos before this EP that you guys were kind of finding your own style and you're in not only with the music, but with the videos too. And mm -hmm. uh, to me, you guys have a killer early two thousands, kind of like um, stone sour kind of vibe too. all that Thanks. kind of music I listen to. Cause you mentioned uh, in your bio, like Alice in Chains and Deftones. I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, eight years, 10 years later from them when they hit the scene, some of those mm -hmm. bands around then. Cause I remember getting stone sour. Um, I don't really remember. I used to get soundtracks. So I don't really remember all the bands. I think one of them was like devil driver and, um, 
mushroom head and all these yeah, weird, yeah. weird names and stuff. And yeah. I'm like, this stuff, listening to it, I go, this stuff brings me right back there. Yeah. And it's, That's it's, cool, man. it's killer workout and, stuff too. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, yeah. And, and yeah. It, it, it's like the, any comparison we've gotten, it's usually targeted right around that exact era. And yep. I'm like, you know, definitely not trying to, but like, that's what I grew up on and, and get obsessed with. And it's yeah. the same with the rest of my guys. So, I mean, it's like, it's hard to avoid, you know, we'll just you add a keyboard in there and then we'll make it modern. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> a little synth, maybe some brass, get some brass in there. Yep. Yep. Little, uh, <laughs> we'll add those claps. Those, those yeah, nice yeah. claps and everything. I've, yeah, did, I've, I've sneaked in a little bit of that sometime, but you know, honestly, I don't know. What, what do you think that style, that era of hard rock and metal versus what they're doing now? Do you think it's too programmed, too digital and, and, um, uh, you know, over-processed, let's say I, depends your, your on the record, band. your stuff isn't over-processed, which I liked. Thank you. Yeah. I'm yeah, not we, an over-processed we, guy. Yeah. 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 We, we definitely don't want to be like, we, we, we want to be the band live that what you hear is like what everything you're seeing, you're hearing vice yes. versa, you know? But with that said, I mean, I, I, I always tend to lean towards the bands that were like raw and, and the production wasn't good. Almost everything that Ross Robinson ever did, you know, mm -hmm. was just like some of my all time favorite shit. Yeah. But then, but then you have bands like Lincoln park that it's like, nobody's going to top that first album that they did. And it's unbelievably produced and it's unbelievably badass. So, I mean, yeah. you know, everybody's got the, it, it's when the bands that, that were one way and went the other, you know, it's like, it just put that little screech in your ear. Like, yeah. Are you like, sure you want to do that? You know, what? <laughs> like yeah. Def Leppard slang. Yeah. 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 When they, it's in some of the 90s stuff, I was like, what are they doing? The Sparkle yeah, Lounge oh, yeah. songs from the Sparkle Lounge, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hard because, like, you know, like Corn did it. You know, I mean, their yeah. first album was one of the rawest, nastiest snares I've ever heard, you know? Yeah. And then by the time they got to, uh, what was it, Freak on a Leash? Yep. And plenty produced, but it was still yeah. kick ass. So, I mean, there's, there's ways to Limp do Biscuit, it. Limp kind of the same stuff. Well, I was going to yeah, say, yeah. um, the rawness, but the tightness of Drowning Pool's first record, I kind of heard yes. in your guys' stuff. That's, That's still really, really good produced. Out of all yeah. those bands in that era, you listen to that first CD, I go, the, the guitars are clear, you know, for, I don't know, it's probably 20, 20 years old now, or, or maybe more. It's yeah. still, still kick ass. Well, see, and that's, that's even like, that's an art form that's, that's lost now, you know, like, yeah, I, I got into the, the recording end of shit, like way, way too late, you know, like, I don't think I've ever mic'd an actual amp other than when I was recording on like an eight track, you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> so then like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. when we went to do this EP push, we went to uh, Vegas and worked with Chris Collier, who just done, he had just got done with Korn's Requiem. And he's like, he's like, I can tell you're going to want to use a 5150. And I'm like, I, okay. You know, I, I know <laughs> nothing about that? Yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. nothing at all. And he like, he mic'd it up to it and played it. I'm like, now why does this sound better than anything I've ever done, dude? He goes, cause it's real, man. That's the yep. point. Yeah, exactly. He's a wise man. Yeah. For sure. That dude was a legend, man. What, uh, what was producing like and, and being in the studio with, with him versus like, did he say like, uh, 
I know sometimes like you might have a guitar part and it's killer and it sounds really good, but then when you put it in the song with like drums and stuff, you're like, well, it kind of muddies it up a little bit or it just doesn't doesn't work or or try this effect or that effect or you know. He he was he was really good with uh like picking that stuff out, you know. Uh we yep. had done a lot of like pre-production, like we sent him and uh James Harley Fluff was the other guy that worked on it too. And we sent them a list to like 10 songs and we're like, can you help us narrow this down? You know, we just want to do like three or four or something. We got yeah. narrowed down and then we kept working on them here. So we, we tried to get them as close to finish as possible while still being able to like take in whatever input they had, you know? So, I mean, a lot of the effects we kind of had picked out, but he pulled some tricks out of his hat that I, I'm like, where, where did you hear that? Like, where, where are you getting that from? You know? <laughs> And he is, he's, uh, he plays guitar, bass, drums, everything. And I do too. So me and him like immediately connected through that yeah. to where like me and him are having drum offs with our mouths, you know, like this next part's going to fuck it. We're going to double bass that, you know, and <laughs> so that, that was super cool, man. He, he's yeah. a riot. That's what you want too. You know, you don't yeah. want a guy just yeah. be like, it's all mic'd up, do your thing. Let me know, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just I got paid, you know. Let me know when yeah. you're done. You want somebody to kind of produce that, or somebody to say, you know, I don't think that take was the best. You're like, yeah, I really felt good with. Can you do it again? Yeah, <laughs> you know. But then to have to have that ability too to notice them mistakes and leave them like there's there's a handful in an REP of like uh, you know if the drum kick got a little bit off or the the guitar bent too far out of tune. And like, if it was in there, Chris left it there for a reason, you know? Yes. And like yeah. now, now yeah. every time I listen to it, I just appreciate it a little bit more. I'm like, unbelievable, dude. Like, how do you hear that and go, nah, that'll work, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I would be like, it's wrong, you know? Yeah. Uh, you just kind of know just through experience doing it, I think for a while, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the types of bands and guitar zones and like um, certain stuff I record for a few people when I'm like, you know, it's not the tightest part, but there's some weird stereo thing going on for this part. And I, I'm like, technically it is wrong, but it kind of works. Right. So right. you just kind of know, and you, sometimes you just roll with it. And those are the things that when you listen to like, uh, uh some of the 1980s records and stuff you love about them, you know what I mean? They're probably oh, yeah. mistakes sometimes oh, half yeah. the time. I can think, I can think of like 10 of them. That every time I hear, I'm like, I, I know it's a fuck up. And as soon as I figured out it wasn't on purpose, I'm like, yeah, gotcha. Yep. You know, yep. but then it's like, if, if you, if you heard it without, I mean, we even do that. We get demoitis like crazy, you know, you make a demo and, and you play a part either wrong or not what you wanted. You get to the studio, you do the finished version. You're like, I wish that was fucked up. Like the original, you know, like, yeah. I, I wish, I wish you would have messed that up. Like it's yeah. a crazy crazy thing but it's too scratchy or something i like that you know yeah, yeah yeah exactly so what do you guys how'd you guys meet all together you from the same town uh, or uh yeah me and razor the drummer are um and we've we've been i i've known him since he was born when we're only oh, okay. a couple of years apart but i my dad and his dad were in a band together so we were always getting like babysat at the same time and stuff you know yeah, but I, I didn't know he played drums at all until I was in high school. Like we we used to race dirt bikes, we did plenty of other shit, but I had no idea that he was a drummer. And he's an unbelievable drummer. Even back then, he just blew me away. But then, <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Then, then we got with Zane, the bassist, and he's he's in Sterling, which is where I'm at now. It's about 20 minutes away. And then Nate, um, we had played a show with his old band years back, and then finally got a hold of him. I don't know, four years ago or something. But oh, okay, yeah, we're we're all probably within an hour of each other. You know, not so, bad. Yeah, yeah, it works. There, there's no there's no planes or anything to have rehearsal. So that's yeah. As long as yeah. we can keep that, you know, I'll be happy. It's that that's tough. I was gonna say he he sings too, the drummer, right? Yeah, or, or he screams. I seen the music video. Yeah. screaming. Yeah, yeah, he screams. Nate, the guitarist, sings with me. And yeah, we try to be as vocal as possible. Okay. Sometimes do you guys clash ever like on music parts? Like, no, dude. Oh, yeah, God, yeah yes, dude. Of course we do. <laughs> like, I feel like I feel like Nate Nate is the newest to the band, and he is absolutely everything that we like needed. You know, unbelievable yeah. vocalist, unbelievable guitarist, great ideas. But the other three of us like have been doing Allborn for however many years now. And then when he came in, like he loves the sound. He loves everything, but he was the writer of his old band. So okay. now it's like, I don't, I don't mind if it's me and him battling, like, you know, back yeah. and forth. Vocal, but when it's like vocal stuff. Yeah. But when it's like <laughs> me and the, me and the other guys first Nate, I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like, I'm not trying to, I'm not making them pick sides. They've just worked with me a long time. Like I can't, yeah. you know, I can't yeah. help it, but yeah, but we're, it, it's, it's the constant improvement, but with, with this EP, man, it was just, it was like, we gave, I, I don't know. We gave everybody their own space. Like when we were in the studio, you know, like yeah. instead of all hanging out and like, you know, just staring at them doing the tracks to like, well, we'll just leave the room for a couple hours. And that made all the difference, man. When you can come back and you don't have to hear the shit that you would have vetoed or, or yeah. tried to alter while I was yeah. getting tracked, you know, that, that, that made a massive difference. Yeah. Cause sometimes you're like, I don't know. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, the guy isn't there yet. He's maybe messing around with ideas and doing this and doing this. And it's like, well, yeah. what's, what's the finish thing? So it's, and it's I'm, I'm so like guilty of that too, man. Like, cause I, I know what I want to hear, you know, and the other two yeah. are so used to me doing that, that they know what I want. They know that what I want is what they're going to love. You know, like <laughs> us three are so in sync, you know? Yeah. But then, I just got to like, I have to just stop myself now and be like, all right, how long do you need? You know, let me know when it's done and then we'll go from there. But yeah, in the, in the studio, when you could just leave for a couple hours, that was, that was probably the most important lesson I learned on are that. You, are you guys on board with any brands or anything? Are you endorsed by any guitar pick companies or anything? Uh, Razors with uh, Scorpion, the drumsticks. Okay. okay. But, that's about it. We need to find some because this shit is expensive, dude. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. A little expensive. Well, you can check out Intune Guitar Picks. They We do they, use those. Yeah, you got to get with them. Bert is the owner. Shout out to Bert. He, um, I've used them for, I don't know, 14 years or something now. Great, great yeah. stuff. The picks are always awesome. Yeah, that's. I think that's all we've used for five years now. Yeah, you need to get the discounts. <laughs> yeah, I would love the discounts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And another one, a supporter we talk about every once in a while is Pig Hog um, Cables. Cables, they, yeah, yeah. I've heard of them. They make some of the best. I mean, I'm telling you, because I've owned Monster and I've owned a variety, especially for my studio, and theirs is just as good. Yeah. And, and I have not had one die on me in like four years yet. 
That's damn so good, man. I, they're always I, I, thick. I I, it's great. I don't even think I've gotten four months out of yeah, my cable. Well, you know, right? Guitar cable, they don't they don't last, right? No, no, especially when you're on stage like an asshole every night, you know, you need, whipping you need around a pig high cable. That's what you need. I would look into that, man, yeah. for sure. Yeah, check them out. Yeah, they and they treat artists well too, especially ones that are touring and stuff too. But Michelle runs that. We talked about her and um I interviewed uh Ryan Cook from Ace Freely, guitarist from Ace Freely. And he yeah. uh, he uses them. Oh, I know, I know her back from the Skid Row days. And yeah, so I go yeah. there. Somebody always knows somebody in the music industry. I'm talking to somebody, and I'm like, how how did I just get, like get that into the conversation? Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that blows me away every time that happens, and it happens all the time. It seems like a like a, and we're not even out that much. It seems like a, a weekly occurrence. I'm like, how how do how do you know this? Per-? You know, like mm-hmm. exactly. Unreal. Yeah, nobody. Well, part of it's digital technology. You know what I mean? You guys aren't local. Without the internet, I probably wouldn't ever know unless you came toward with the area. So it's yeah. internet is good for that and to keep in touch and, and for these interviews and stuff. And you think about it too, like interviews, like you guys would have to drive across country for tons of interviews. And although it's cool, it is cool. And it could make some good you know, times and content, but man, that takes a while. Uh, and gas right now, dude. I mean, oh, yeah. here in Illinois, dude, it's it's three seventy. Like that's yeah. You don't get a radio weird. budget. You know, what I mean, there's no. no radio budget. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh, that, that's honestly like I I would love to do a radio tour someday. I think it's so cool, like going to the stations and stuff, and just like doing that whole thing. A lot of times, yeah. though, well, I was gonna ask you. So a lot of times when you do that kind of stuff, they want you to do acoustic sets. Have you guys done that where you've taken versions of your songs and you've had to do it that way? We have, but every, every time we've done it, we've had like enough heads up to where we just completely manipulate it. You know, like, uh, okay. we, we like, we want like in a good way, we just want to twist the song and make it something kind of like what we were talking about, like with the music videos, like I want this song, if you've heard it before to sound brand new again. Okay. Or, or entice you enough to want to hear the original and then when you hear it you'll probably be pissed because you're like it sounds nothing like what they play yeah. you know yeah but but kind yeah slow and, down and, or make it faster add stuff take stuff away or yeah yeah and i like uh i liked it like we play seven strings and and even they're detuned so i love taking one acoustic guitar and detuning it down to what we play but then leaving the other one in standard tuning oh. and then you're just so then you're just like balancing octaves the entire song, you know, like you might be in the middle somewhere, but then you spread apart. Yeah. And then with as, with as amazing as Nate is, as a vocalist, we'll try to harmony like the whole way through it, you know? So it, <laughs> I, I do cool. enjoy it, but it, it's a lot of prep. So like, you know, anytime, anytime we think we're going to have to do that, we're like at the house for an extra four hours with trying yep. to figure out how we're going to screw our own song up. It's, it's like a uh, Judas priest with those, you know, octave guitar riffs and stuff from the eighties and things. You, yeah. I mean, you guys, you got to be on and, and you have to refigure it out and you're like, well, it's not something that we're used to playing. Right. You guys, right. you don't play that every night. So it's, it's cool. It's a cool challenge, but uh, yeah, a lot of the radio stuff is acoustic. Cause obviously, you know, some of the rooms they're they're so small and it's not like they have a, a full, you know, back line right. of stuff. So you come in with your singer, sometimes it's a singer and guitarist, but um does your drummer do like percussion stuff too in that case? 
Maybe you should bring a cajon, you know, yeah. like, yeah. The, and, and I, I just, I feel so bad for, it. I don't think he minds playing it, but every time I look over it, he's just like bent over this box, you know, like, <laughs> look I'm at my sorry, feet the whole time, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's true. Tell him you can get mallets so you can actually look up every once in a while. You could use your hand and one mallet at least. Yeah. And you can actually kind of look. Yeah. Cause it, cause yeah, it is I mean, true. When you're bent over, you can't see. No. Nope. No, and, and at least we don't make him scream. So, I mean, it's like, that would be the only thing that would be like <laughs> the most awkward looking dude. His know? head's bent down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me hit this beat here quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bear with me here. Man. So what's coming up for you guys? You, uh, you turn in that EP into an album, same songs, different songs, maybe another EP separate? I don't really know, man. Single? We, we did, uh, we, we, we definitely want to, stay busy but we're just trying to kind of weigh out some options there's a handful of things that we're we're uh, debating between you know and we want to yeah yeah we want to like we want to solidify um the rest of the demos i mean we have like during covid i think we wrote god we spent so much time here i think we wrote 80 some 90 some songs you know yeah and we, we, we've, we've narrowed down over the last two years, like which ones we like the most, but then we write more. So then it's just tramples on top of it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I would like to solidify another, like four songs, four or five, you know, to try to, I would love to make a full length, but God damn the money doing like, just, just to, to do it right. You know, cause I don't, I don't want to put like, I'm not going to half-ass an album and like, we can, we can work around an EP without half-assing it but man if you if you do a full-length album like everything would everything would have to be right to where like people are going to actually give it a chance you know and we don't have to spend two bucks on one song just so they can check out the rest of the album you know what i mean yeah and does the songs you have say are ready do they fit into these other new songs like say you took the ep songs and and threw them on there right and it's like well you know Lots of times they just keep the same mix and everything, but you're like, well, you know, this is going to sound a little different and we might have to, what's the point of going back and remixing those songs and make them, you know what I mean? Then it's like, do I change, did I change it too much? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. yeah, We'll try to, we'll try to solidify some music and hopefully pick the right shows to play and stay busy as hell, dude. That's the goal. Yeah, promote what you have on there. And definitely, yeah. you know, I always say you always, even if it's not recorded, have enough for a totally original hour set. Like if you guys could right. fill an hour. Because you never know. They might call up and say, you know, we got a 45-minute slot, you know, or we got an hour slot. And then you're like, hmm, you know, how many songs do we have? Do we, you right. Know. You guys play any covers at all live? Uh, we, our first EP had a cover of, uh, we die young, the Allison chain song. Oh, okay. But, uh, before that we were a cover band, like right when we started. So, I mean, oh, we've, right. we've, we've, we played so many four hour shows you know, <laughs> that we kind of got burned on the covers, but then yep. I always wanted to do a chains one. And when we did that one, we like, we made it our own. It doesn't sound completely like the original, you know? So, I mean, yeah. I, I I don't know. I just, I, I got so burnt on the cover thing, dude. Like we did it for so long. Like it's fun here when we're half wasted, you know, and we're like, <laughs> Oh, when the last out. time you played Incubus, you know, and we'll Let's do, do it. our way through it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's cool. 
Hey, it works out sometimes, you know, or if an audience member throws out something, you know, play, you play half a song or a quarter of a song of a cover song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely dependent on the crowd. Like if I, if I think we got nothing to lose and the crowd is like completely just giving me the finger, I'm like, <laughs> how about Deftones motherfucker? You Let's know, do I don't Madonna, know. everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes that works. You throw them off and be like, we're going to do a, you know, I don't know, you know, something like that. And they're like, what the hell? Yeah. You know, yeah, we it's like, you guys everything. are against us anyways. Yeah. Yeah. You're already going to not ever check us out again. I think we did that. Uh, is it the weekend that can't feel my face? We did that for a while. I mean, this okay. was years ago, but, yep. but that was one. But then, see, then then the other thing happens. If, if people are coming to your cover show and they want to hear that, they don't want to hear anything else. And I'm like, yep. this is working against us now. You know, this was supposed to be our saving grace, and now it's the only reason they give a shit about us. <laughs> yeah, we only go for that one Rob Zombie song that you guys cover there. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's tough, and um that's the battle between being a, I guess, cover band and original band. And then you, we all know cover gigs pay more than original gigs, oh God, which yes. is sad. You think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think it was 20, 2018 when we finally stopped, like we we just stopped all at once. We're like we're, we're done doing covers and the money, fucking disappeared dude yeah i mean it was gone so fast it was like we if we if we left a venue like making a hundred bucks we're like woo, you know i mean it was like we went right to a gas station bought as much beer as we could and just <laughs> party like animals and for a hundred bucks you know yeah and when we were doing the, when we were doing the cover thing shit i think we were making a grand there at the end yeah you know yep and you can do that any night you want it yep but two days a week you know four hundred dollars a person, you know what I mean? That's not bad yeah. or whatever, but yeah, I, I always thought it depends on where you are too. And it's like, <clears throat> I don't know. They should just be paying bands more. You know, that's what I think a little bit more, not, not extreme, but it's like even here in New York, it's, it seems like it's still like 1996 prices. Yeah. You know, I'm like the prices of every single thing is going up now. Why would I play two hours for $25 an hour? Yeah. You know, those days are over. Yeah. And I mean, you know, with, with how drinks have gone up and like door prices have gone up, it, it, you would think that the venue was, was yeah making enough to be able to compensate, you know, but it's hard to say, dude. I mean, I got to bring my own water now. It's so bad. I know, dude. <laughs> like you can't give me a fucking $3 case of water. Dude. Yeah, I know. Or it's like, uh, you know, I go up and kind of get a water, like tap water. And they're like, well, we only have bottled water. I'm like, no, no, no I'm, I'm singing here tonight. Just give me water because I'm not buying the bottled water. Right. That kind of thing. So I'm like, I learned. And a lot of times too, you know, the bartenders are really busy, you know, you know, with some of these cover gigs. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm bringing my own freaking liter of water and I don't have to talk and, and deal with anybody. Yeah. And sometimes that works out because they're so busy because, you know, you don't have a lot of time to go over and ask for water. And even right. at the national shows and stuff like that, people are running around everywhere. You might have to do this. And, or sometimes, I don't know if you experience this, where you actually can't leave an area. They tell you, you got to stay here. You can't leave. You can't go anywhere else. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you go past there, pretty much you're, you ain't getting back in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's we've, all, 
I think the first time we dealt with that was when we finally decided, like, we're going to start bringing our own beer to shows. Yeah, bring it, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we usually always got, like, at least a case with us because we're like, we're, we're, we're not taking chances. I'm not going to go in there and stand in line and wait for you to charge me fucking 12 bucks for a beer that that, that costs the same as a case, you know? We're exactly. beer drinkers. I don't know if you caught that or not. We drink a lot of beer. A couple of times, a couple of times in this yeah. interview, I caught it. <laughs> I mentioned water like 80 times. I'm a water because yeah. I sing. So it's like a water guy. It's I have to just water, water, water. I, I try that. It just gets so damn pouring, man. I'm just. It is. But in, in if, the, you make in it, the if you make it cold, man, it's ooh, feels good. Oh, no, I you know. know. Yeah. If we're traveling, it's like, it's that constant, like, are we an hour from a gas station? Then I can start drinking water, you know, like, otherwise I got to, I got to hold off. So I just That's sit in true. the van all awkward until we're, until somebody says like, what, are we a half tank yet? All right, we're good. You know? Yeah. Let's, let's go. Fill up. <laughs> yeah. Time. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming here on the show. Everybody can check out your new EP push and the music video and look forward to more touring dates. Maybe you guys make it up to New York here at some point. I can come out and, and grab some pictures or something, or maybe even open up for the show that you're working. Who yeah, knows? Dude. You know what I mean? As long as you share your water with me, dude. I will. I'll bring some extra water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't drink our water. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, that's the band's water. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, I'll bring you a beer. You can have one once you've done singing. Yeah. I actually don't drink at all. So the water thing doesn't, doesn't, you know, I'm just like, when I'm done, I like carbonation on my vocal. So I'm like, somebody hand me like a Dr. Pepper. Come on, man. All right. I, hey, we drink Captain <laughs> and Cokes nonstop. I'll donate one of my Cokes just to you. There you go. There you go. At the end of the That's night. Great. It, yeah. feels, it feels good on your vocals. I don't know why. And I know the sugar is sometimes bad for you, but it's just like, if you sang something like that, you just want something in there, you know? Oh, yeah. I completely understand. You ought to add rum to it, dude. It makes it so much better. Yeah, well, I could see too, or alcohol kind of warms you up, or you know, feel the burn type thing. Yeah, yep. But I have asthma too, so it's like I've I've never drank, and I never really would be able to. I've tried. Does that trigger that? Does yeah, that it's, it's, it, it burns so bad, like uh, alcohol really? and stuff. I just can't do it. Wow, I didn't know that. And I'm like, well, I, I don't need it. I guess. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I mean, that's probably a good thing, you know. Yeah. You're like, man, when do you ever relax? I'm like, I don't, I don't know, on stage when I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm backstage slamming waters, you know. Yep. Well, I'm taking that job. <laughs> we'll have to do this again uh, next year or, or around. I'm trying to do, you know, maybe like season one and season two, and then we'll see where you guys are at. Maybe we can get in another band member here for the next one. We can have a yeah, man, a duel. That'd be chat. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to come back, dude. So everybody, our show is on Mixcloud. Usually a few weeks after, everything goes to YouTube as well. Now we're going to have a podcast version on Spotify and Apple Music and everything. So you're going to end up on a podcast sometime here too. Right on. We hit all of my social media networks, Palangie Studios, Frank Palangie, and Radio Wigwam stuff. I finally got the first interview. I got a uh, Radio Wigwam t-shirt. Some officially. Oh shit! I thought that was Vulcan this whole time. No, I just yeah, realized yeah. the B is upside down because I'm an idiot. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm the I'm official DJ now. <laughs> nice, I'm like, dude. Well, if I came and say you guys are playing, right? I'd wear the T-shirt and I'd be like, I'm with Radio Wigwam here. You know what I mean? That's yeah, how you. Yeah. That's how you know. 
Where do I get one of those? Um, their website actually. You can order them on All demand. Right. Yep, they have Done. different colors too. Yeah, I like well, that one. That reminds me of shit I used to wear, dude. They, I I'm love in. it. Yeah, it's cool. Right. I, I, mean, I love anything old, you know, like 1990s to 2000s kind of stuff, too. Oh, yeah. You know, so. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. everybody out there. Make sure you follow them on Spotify and all those good places. As I say every time, download the music. Don't just stream it. Download it. It helps us out way, way much better. Amen. Any last words? Thanks to everybody that's checked us out, man. The tour was uh, way, 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 way better than I thought it was going to be. So thanks for everybody showing support so far, man. We'll see you later, guys. I appreciate it. I'll be back. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the podcast version here of Palangi Studio of Rock, only on Radio Wigwam. Catch the live shows every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 UK. Chime in on our social medias and make sure you see any of these video repeat podcasts on YouTube and go to frankplanty.com. Appreciate it. Hopefully you guys come back and I will see you soon.